What up, world? This is Joe Ken. You're listening to Culture Study Podcast, hosted by my guy, Omar. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you all, where Omar and I chop it up about my journey as a creative and where my mind has gone recently, man. It's a new era, a new generation for me. Barely entering one of my primes, you know what I'm saying? We're just getting started. Finally finding my rhythm in life. 33 years old, about to be 34. We talk about my newest venture, Timeless Living, though, man, and so much more. We don't even really talk about too much music. It's about life. It's about, you know, creating legacy. Timeless Living is a is a curated physical space that's really an extension of the world that I've created through music. Music brought us here. This is all powered through music. Creating a place that I love, a setting, a place that I would personally live in, a home that I purchased with my own money through music and through my passion, and sharing that in the high desert in Joshua Tree and being able to have my people and share space with the world, with the public, to whoever wants to tap in. That's what it's all about. So I hope you enjoy and tap in. And if there's anything else that I want you to take away from this convo, it's if not now, then when. Bless up. Joe K, my brother. What's up, man? Finally good, here. <laughs> we made it. How a lot you, of BTS uh, behind here, man. A lot of BTS. If people only knew what it <laughs> took to get this set up. How you Shout feeling? out Zabel, too. Shout out Zabel. Happy birthday. Yes, yes. Um, how you feeling right now? You ready feeling for this? good, bro. I'm blessed, man. I got you. Yeah. You're in my presence, man. And uh, we've been talking about this for some time. And here at my new home, all my favorite things. Again, shout out to Z for being a part of this. This is uh, this is a blessing, man. And we're not even done. No. Nah. But this is this is uh, timeless living, you know, uh, Zero, zero, zero. It's literally phase zero. And looking around with all of my favorite things and roof over our heads and surroundings. People can't really see the view, but like, it's just, man, it's a blessing. I'm feeling very, very, very grateful. It's starting to become, and feel real, for sure. Yeah. It's starting to feel zen. Hey. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, I'm feeling good as well. It's a beautiful space. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'm just vibing in the space, man. Just as soon as I walked in, um, one, I felt like this really great connection to nature, just the view outside. Uh, it's really beautiful. And then also just the selection, energy, timeless living, every little thing you've curated so far. Um, it's a really, really, like you said, zen, but just like a great vibe. So I'm excited for it. Um, tell me about the project itself. Like, how did it come about? Um, why did it come about your, and tell me a little bit more about, more about what, uh, timeless living is. Yeah, this has been, this has been something in my mind since 2018. I mean, my first time ever coming to Joshua Tree and I knew immediately, uh, as soon as I stood in one of the Airbnbs, one of the homes, you know, uh, there's a group out here that have the, the craziest portfolio of homes, uh, Homestead Modern, shout out to them. And, uh, they run things out here. And I stood in one of their homes. I was like, man, I need one of them. Like, I need this. I need this in my life. And, you know, I came in between a, a stressful time, uh, in between tour season. I was That's when I had just begun my four-hour sets. Uh, this is 20, 2018, 2019. And uh, just coming here, I'd been hearing about it for some time. And when I came here, I just immediately knew I was just like gravitated. I didn't know how to explain it, but I was just gravitated towards the energy here in the high desert. You know, um, I was staying in uh, Yucca Valley and uh, I stood here and I came back probably like a month later. 
and I just never looked back. But just like the the design approach to what that home, you know, was. I just the details, the way the um, the property was located in between the boulders, just everything. So you know, fast forward through time, I just kept coming here in between um, uh, shows and stressful moments. I would come here for a couple of days at a time and. You know, I would um, I would feel rejuvenated, you know, even for two days, even one day. There was a couple of times we came up here to hike or just for the day trip, you know, come here morning, early afternoon, go home early evening. And I would always just feel recentered. You know what I mean? And I always recommend that to people like, you know, come out here and, you know, just reset. You don't got to spend days and days. But that's really where it stemmed from. And it became a thought in my mind. It became this vision and um around 2020 um, when we were all in quarantine and interest rates were low I started you know um, trying to I, I, I was really trying to buy a home and at that time since we were all you know locked up I was like well I'm willing to live out here for a year or two I tried to buy and I just got outbidded every time <laughs> it was very frustrating you know and so um, fast forward there's so much more that goes behind it but you know fast forward to now everything has its timing and alignment and here we are now and and uh I think the timing is better than ever. You know what I mean? The timing is all the work that I put in and, and the branding and the shows I've done out here in the high desert, um, the merch through Timeless Classics, everything that I've done, the radio shows, everything has fed back into this very moment, you know? Yeah. So. No, I love that. That's a really great um, extension of the selection brand and, and the umbrella. You're expanding it from, you know, from music to merch to nfts to you know now physical experiences um what do you hope that people will experience when they step into this space i want them to get the feeling one that i felt when i came out here for my first time for so many reasons the energy we're in a vortex out here number one right so you just feel that desert energy but two i just want this to feel like man this this place is so inspiring we don't even have tvs here you know what i mean intentionally uh, we, we don't want to put TVs here. We want people to really be present. And it's about being intentional here. And so I just want people to feel like this is really a home that I, I would live here. Yeah. If I could, I would live here easily. Um, but, you know, um, I live back home in L.A. and that's where home is. And this is this is my home. So I'm treating it as such. And I want people to respect it and appreciate it as as so. So I just want people to have that that feeling like. I'm here with them, you know what I mean? And and I think that's really the, the yeah. purpose of creating this this ambiance and this uh this setting. Yeah, I love that man. I think the the way that from what we just talked about, even off camera, but the way that you're planning to curate this this experience, the space, um, the energy in here, it's gonna be a, a really special experience for everybody who steps foot. So congratulations on Thank this you. new venture. Um wishing you endless success. Thank you, brother. And um and yeah man let's uh, is there anything else you want to add about timeless living right now? I'm sure it'll come up, but yeah yeah we'll, we'll keep talking you know naturally about it. But I mean I, in terms of right now, I mean this is just a very special moment for me, man. And I just want people to come here if you've never been to to uh, you know the Joshua Tree region or you've never been to so this home is in Yucca Valley, you know what I mean? It's a town, uh, you know town village. It's a it's a region within about ten. 10 plus minutes 15 minutes from from uh, the joshua tree region and, and the national park but this is all to me it's all a central place and you know this place will be available and um 
yeah, I just really want people that have never been here to just really come out here. And if this is a reason that gets you out here, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? But this is just, uh, it's crazy because we're barely getting ready to launch and I'm already thinking about project two and project three. <laughs> like this is, this is a new venture into real estate. This is like Joe K 12.0. You know what I mean? This is like me really showing people, you know, me and about like this is us and, and really just showing people that beyond music and beyond what people know me for that I can do many other things and it's a really about diversifying you know like you don't have to just stay in music you don't have to just DJ you don't have to just produce you don't have to just write music or you don't have to just be whatever it is your profession is you can be someone of many trades and not just doing it transactionally but doing it tastefully and doing it in a way where like I'm passionate about it like I love I can look at mood boards all day I can look at go on facebook marketplace i could do all these things all day and just buy things and and be inspired and like i'm super passionate about it. it goes hand in hand with the music with the energy with the vision and so this is what's inspiring me at the moment and what inspires everything else so you know when i find these pockets of of inspiration i tend to like lean into them and it gives me so many more ideas but lastly the diversification of my portfolio is so important because you know, I think we all learned during COVID, you know, that, uh, you know, especially with shows and merchandise being a big component into developing revenue stream for us, for us artists, for us DJs, when that stuff is out the window or if your moment is over, like if you're not having a, a hot streak anymore, you know, what do you have as well that's creating passive income and also that's like creating a new empire for you. So this is something that I love. And I'm like, why not doing it, doing it tastefully, right? So it's really just adding to that. So I can just, I can afford to say no to a lot more things and do things that serve me and not feel like I need to be pressured to always be on the road. I don't want to be DJing uh, on the road full time, you know, my whole life. Like that's, it's exhausting, man. Yeah. So this is just another way of expanding, expanding that horizon, you know? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm curious about, this is obviously a, a new venture for you and I'm curious about how you start um, exploring a new venture like it, there was something that was for you it just sparked your interest it's something you've been curious about for a long time yourself but how do you actually go about taking it from a concept an idea um, in any venture like maybe there's a common thread between all the projects that you've worked on um, and then actualizing it into like a, a business and you know something that you can eat off of that's real well like i said it's been genuine i didn't even realize but you know doing those collections of merchandise that was all built around the desert the incense the the uh incense holder the the photos that i put onto the merchandise and the, the wearable items the music wine and incense the scents the aromas all that stuff was all inspired by the radio shows that everyone knows that when i record a radio show from out here those are some of the best episodes that I don't know what it is, but it just brings out, you know, spiritually, like it just brings out like really good track selection for me. And my ideas are just flowing. I love coming out here to work, like disconnecting and just locking in. I love photographing um, in the spaces I'm at. I love, um, you know, just photographing everything. There's some really cool shops out here. So all those things have gone into it. And then when we started doing the visual sets for Selection Radio out here, that's really what impacted honestly us doing uh visual sets indefinitely right so 
I was like, man, people really need to. It's one thing to listen to the radio show, and it's another thing to see it. So when you see it, it's like, whoa, like, I've been hearing it for so many years, but this is what it looks like, and this is where he's recording, right? And, and it just adds, like, every time I'm staying in a, in a, a, a beautiful estate out here, people always want to know the listing so they can stay here. So I, that was another thing. I'm like, well, I mean... I need to have my own I need to have my own places my own places so um, it's cool to promote other people but I'd rather be promoting stuff that I have my hands on right so it just it was just years and years of just I thought about this every day or at least once a week for the last five years you know what I mean so I think when you think about something for so long and what's amazing is that this opportunity and this alignment was powered through music you know what i mean yeah. my hard work I, I bust my ass like shows the radio show every single thing that i do I, I i work so hard for this you know and it's like i was able to get this house because of the work i put in through music music through selection my work through the world has powered been able to allow me the people powered me i don't have no partnerships i don't have no sponsorships you know what i mean apple music all that stuff like everybody contributed to this home so that's another reason too it's like well this is like the people's choice right it's like the people's home too it's not just my home so you know obviously it's like it, all these things cost right so otherwise i'd be like yo treat this like a museum like everyone come through but i can't you got to still power there's still staff that i have to power here and employ so it's like to run the show so yeah obviously we must charge but still like this was the build out of this was inspired by the people and that's why i'm sharing it yeah. with everybody and that's over a decade of community building yes. organically yes that's that's amazing i want to talk about that um before i do i'm curious about how you juggle all these creative ventures i mean like you're a machine i'm <laughs> Man. It comes it, with the price. It's exhausting. I, I spent 24 hours here, and I'm exhausted just Bro, watching. Like, <laughs> I got. I, I'm definitely starting to get these bags. You know, like <laughs> the gray hairs, man. It's 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 a real thing. But I mean, it's just having an, an amazing team. Um, I have a small team, but a potent team. You know, from Zabel, who's helped me spearhead this whole thing. You know, her and I have known each other for five years. She's my business partner, and the the she's the heart to this you know like the creative vision the organizer the coordinator and us together we're just crazy beast you know like it's just it's unfair like her and i together on what we can accomplish and i can imagine once we expand the team but also you know me having my team you know olea dom on the selection side and my my they're my personal management andres you know what i mean having sahar Mark, everybody, like my whole team, you know, the Love Approved Boys, like having everybody in their role, you know, Marielle, like every single person is so important to allow me to drift off and, and tap in. The thing is, when I eat, everybody eats. So when I have dinner, we all eat. So when things are still moving through selection and I have other things going on and I'm able to tap in here, <clears throat> I, I entrust in them. I powered them. I've given them the keys for years now to you know we've all learned through mistakes but now we're at a point where it's like it's game time so if i step away yeah my my input is super essential a lot my presence is super essential but if i can't be there i can trust that the job is still getting done 
same thing if I'm on the road if I'm on a plane <clears throat> for 16 hours going to Australia and there's an important decision that needs to get made and created on behalf of me while um, on the plane or on the road or in the middle of a four-hour set, I trust that Zabao or any of my people can make a decision on behalf of me. And that is almost clear. It's almost identical to a decision that I would make or in the best of interest of the company. So because of that, uh, that's why things are able to move because if it just always required me, certain things do require my final output and my final decision. And they always do better when I'm involved. But if not, at least the ball keeps moving. So it's having a team. I could not do this without a team. There's no way. Yeah. I'm just one person and I would lose my mind if I had to just do it by myself. So I am the face. I am the vision. Um, I am a creative too, but like I couldn't do this without the people, without my crew. You know what I mean? So that's really how I'm able to do it. It's taking years, years of relationships, years of of ups and downs, you know, being honest and transparent with my people. You know, we have disagreements, we clash, we go through everything just like any other brotherhood or sisterhood or any company does, right? Growing pains. But we always we always find a way to, like, come meet in the middle and uh, very honest with each other. And you have to have that in order to grow, you know what I mean? So it's taking years for me to find my tribe, you know what yeah. I mean? And I've attracted my tribe. I've haven't aligned with everybody. And those people are no longer around and vice versa. But the people that are here right now, like, truly want to be here. And I couldn't ask for a better team. That's that's so valuable. It's so important. I think when you think about not only your work, but just creative entrepreneurs, a big part of scaling is being able to find the right people, building the right team. Um, what do you look for in a team member of the selection family of Timeless Living, of every every project you have like what's what are some of the qualities you look for in a well just like anything it's also it's what's their skill set what do they bring into the table right i mean that's first things first it's like what are you bringing to the table that i don't already have that we don't already have and beyond that once your skill set is what got you here okay cool you could be the most gifted person in the room but if your attitude ain't there if your work ethic ain't great um and it's you're not willing to be coached or you're not willing to take constructive criticism it ain't gonna work this ain't the place because I'm hard. I'm a hard ass. I know I am. Like, everybody knows that. I, I, I'm a perfectionist. I'm not perfect myself. You know what I mean? I'm the first one. Yo, run it up. Tell me what I need to work. I can sit there and, and get clapped. You know what I mean? Get ate up in terms of, like, yo, you need to do this better, Joe. Or, like, the way you came off here, Joe, is too strong. You made me feel this type of way. Okay, cool. Let me make adjustments. Because not everybody has the same communication skills. Not everybody has the same, you know, um, way of of just connecting so I've had to learn that along the way but on my side I do expect a lot you know what I mean especially if you give me a word or you you say you can do something or you're not communicating I expect a lot so what I look for is uh, good communication willing to learn willing to be coached and the and I don't want to say potential because like as I said before like if you fall in love with someone's potential, right, it can be an issue in the long run because those potentials are there, but they may, they may never be reached. And when someone's just living in a world of potential, then you're in a situation where they never get there because they're lacking the work ethic. And then sometimes it's not up to you or I to change that person. The person within has to change that. So you don't want to be, you know, glued to that. So you want to be with you want to be affiliated with people who are uh, take accountability and people who are full of action. 
and that's why even with this it's been it's been uh very challenging for me doing this <laughs> because i'm a, i'm so impulsive at times and i have been and i would say you know now at the age of 33 about to be 34 with the maturity and growth mentally and spiritually you know it's hard i mean I, we've been we launched this in the top of the year of 2023 like end of january top of february i already formed the company turned this into an llc and you know how hard it was for me to be like timeless living and really like you know repping it on my chest like yeah. you know like telling people to be ready and to keep this under the wraps i mean i even kept this under wraps for my friends for months and the only people who have known about this are my friends and family and it took me at least three four months to like spread the word to them and some of it got out to them i told one person and it, and it spread to a couple of my people but i was really low-key and that's been a blessing for me to like work in silence and i know that's cliche but to actually live it you know what i mean and work keep our head down not say a word because i'm really like a man of like now at this point let's just show people I love you that. know what i mean so now it's been great to like rolling this out people are like wait what yeah i have been teasing some things as of recent very minimally but people don't even really understand what it like what like okay he's just in joshua tree again why has he been in joshua tree so much something's up but no one really knows you know what i mean and that's the best part about it is that there people have no clue yeah. and i love that you know just showing the the final result the first of all you were dropping some gems already that I feel like also doubles as relationship advice <laughs> about potential. I thought that was that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so thank you for that for this session. Um, but um, yeah, man, I I think you you said it like working in silence is it uh it hits different. One when you're launching, when you actually roll it out, um, and two just like keeping the good energy internally as you're working, like as the process is coming along. It doesn't need to be seen by the world yet. You know, when it's ready, it's ready. Um, you don't want any bad uh, energy coming your way while you're building something. So I think there's something to say about that. That's so true, man. I'm glad you touched up on that. And also, if it doesn't pan out, I've been in that situation so much where I tease things that aren't really concrete yet. And then it doesn't happen. Then you're just kind of left with a, a blank idea. Or you kind of, you know, people might look at you a certain, certain way, sideways, like, ah, you know what I mean? But it was just important to ourselves to just show, you know, like, look, like, let's just wait till we, like, get a little bit closer to this being completed and let's furnish the place. Let's get it listed. Let's come up with the true identity of it. There's no rush. Ain't no one sitting there. No one's, you know, in pain waiting for this. Like, you know, no one's losing any sleep over this. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's all in the mind. You know what I mean? We create these illusions and project, like, oh, I need to, I need to let people know and, I think it depends if you're looking for a contractor, you're looking for something like, hey, I need something because I need this built or whatever. Then I understand sometimes you got to seek by announcing certain things. But luckily, we we're able to like find all those resources and tools and people without having to like ask publicly or ask internally. And so that helped a lot, too. You know what I mean? So Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, selection you've passed 600 shows congratulations thank you brother a sh one show every week for the past 12 years it's crazy consistency is is amazing um a couple questions one is i feel like this is a fun one but what are some of the most memorable shows like what are the some of the most 
meaningful shows that come to mind to you? There's been a couple. I mean, there's been a couple takeovers. The takeovers have been the ones that have stood out to me, you know what I mean, as of recent especially. Um, the shows, like I said, in different places, especially in Joshua Tree, those those ones have always been the standouts because it just brings out a certain energy. But, yeah, just, like, the the visual ones in, in terms of, like, the special guests, you know, Jael, recently we had Hagen, seeing those visual components uh, when Andres recorded out um, in Azusa Canyons, you know, wherever he was, it was, it was or Glendora, I don't remember <laughs> where it was, but it was just, he was literally out in nature. Yeah. Um, the Sonder episode, insane, like, hearing Brent Fias, you know, that early in 2017, 2018, you know, and they did a full take of playing all unreleased. You know what I mean? All, all the special guests that we've had, you know, the interviews. I don't really do interviews that much anymore. I'm super picky and just really selective now of who we interview. Um, just for many reasons, but just making sure the timing aligns. But there's been a lot, but it's it's really been like the takeovers. And some shows flow better than others, you know what I mean? It's just sometimes the music that I'm receiving in the mental space that I'm in are just, you know, you have good days, you have bad days. And certain days I'm just hitting everything, you know what I mean? Like every track, every transition, every blend is just on point. I, I don't really have an answer for that other than, so you have those days where you're just in, in cadence, you're just in rhythm. So those episodes are good, but honestly, I move on so quick. You know what I mean? Sometimes I even struggle remembering what I remembering what I played uh, a month ago. I have to look at the radio show cover and sometimes listen to the first song or skim through or look at the track list and be like, oh, okay, I remember this show. But I play so much music and I find so much music week to week that it's really difficult to remember even the last ten shows. You know what I mean? I'm constantly on to the next, so it's. <laughs> It's a blessing, though. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, when you look back, just up until this moment, just looking at your journey, I'm curious about what you think your secret sauce is that has kind of just allowed you to actualize this vision up to this point. Like, what is that secret sauce that's um, empowering Joe K, driving all your work? It's a great question. Well, one... I just think I was blessed. Like, you either have it or you don't. You know what I mean? And we all have, we're all we're all blessed and God sent, right? Everybody has a trait. There's things that you can do that I can't. She can do that I can't. The viewer can do that I can't. We all have certain things. But some people would just excel in certain areas beyond anyone in those regions, you know? And there's obviously more talented people than me in music and I don't write music, I don't produce. I'm not the best DJ, I'm not, I don't scratch. I'm not the best, I don't know. I don't think I'm the best. But I'm just very passionate about what I do and I work. The thing is, I can say, I think, I guess some of the sauce is that I'll outwork you. I'll work almost everybody. There's only a couple people in my circle that I know that work harder than me or just as work, work just as much. And it's about working. Well, it's not always about how much time you spend or work day to day. Because you could be wasting a lot of time. You could be on your phone. You could be working. You could be on the clock. But are you really working? What's your quality duration of quality hours focus? And I get really distracted. I'm not going to lie. But I don't know. I just, I work so much. I'm a workaholic for sure. But I just, I just love it. I just love it. Not everything. There's some stressful calls. There's... There's things, meetings and stuff I don't want to be on. There's 
emails and stuff that I don't want to even think about. But when I'm like locked in on the things that move me, I'm so tapped in. And when I when I chase a new venture that I'm passionate about, I'm so locked in on it that it's it's just relentless. You know what I mean? It's contagious, man. I'm just so like on it, just ideas, ideas. And when I find those creative rhythms, yeah, man, it's like the like. I think I'm a good person to be around because it's just I'm just bouncing ideas. It's just screenshots, text, references. Like with me, you're getting all that. You're getting so many ideas. You're getting real life mood boards for me in real time. And you know, um, I think that's what really separates me. But I think my work ethic, and I want to thank my dad for that. My dad really trained me early on through sports. You know, he's my coach in all my sports. Um, uh, I mean, there was nothing musical going on early on, but I think just the work ethic and not being a quitter. Um, him always just teaching me that I was meant for bigger and better things, literally verbatim, like, yo, son, you're meant for bigger and better things. Me hearing that for my whole life, eventually I'd begun to believe it when I saw I built self-confidence, you know what I mean? And then that, and then me just being my own soul, my own person. Because even my dad doubted me with music. My mom doubted me with music. My whole family doubted me. So that was like, I took what they taught me and I proved them wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of ironic, but I, I learned what I was taught and then took my own initiative, and here we are. You know what I mean? But, yeah, part of it is being God-sent um, with the ears, the big ears and the <laughs> mind and the, the drive of, like, just knowing that there ain't no one going to do it like me. You know what I mean? And believing in that. Yeah. Sorry, that's that was inspiring. a long-form answer. No, no, no. That's inspiring, and this is a, a long-form conversation. I probably could have just said that in, like, two cents. <laughs> Nah, it's, uh, it was good. I appreciate the way that you navigated the whole response. Um, you've really known your purpose, it seems like, for a long time. Like, you really started this work probably at, what, 17? Yeah. How, how did you know at 17, like, that you were aligned to your purpose? And how do you feel like, like, maybe what's one piece of advice you can give to people who are looking for that sense of purpose, that that sense of aligning internally and knowing where they should go, like kind of the direction they should move. Yeah, I think everybody finds their purpose at different ages. I mean, there's people who know younger. There's people who are the age of three to six already know that they're going to be an athlete or, or um, an artist or whatever, whatever it is that they pursue, right? Um, so some people, I barely, I found it at 17. I know people who discovered it at 13, 10, right? But I think not even getting caught up on when others do it, it's just what feels right for you. And again, it's, this this life is a, is really a journey and a marathon. So it's like long-term, you know? So, I mean, some people can find it earlier and burn out by the age of 20. Some people can find it at the age of their teens or in my case, yeah, 17, <clears throat> excuse me and burn out at 25 30 you know what i mean so it's really just about it's not a competition it's just about navigating that's why you know how long do i really want to be doing music stuff related how long do i really want to do all the things that i do that that put a roof over my head and that serve me and provide my resources how long do i want to keep doing that before i get burned out and so that's why doing stuff like this you know, and getting into real estate and getting into interior design and creating experiences is what keeps me going and keeps my engine running because it all correlates the music, the design, the visual aesthetic, 
all goes in hand in hand. So now it makes me want to do everything at this capacity with anything that I touch. When I travel, I bring a piece of me from home, a tapestry, incense, anything that reminds me of a comfort zone and gets me in a, in a, in a certain space, I bring that with me, right? So because of that, that's what's enabled me to, to really just like, you know, lock in. And so finding my purpose at the age of 17, I just knew, you know what I mean? I knew, I knew younger. I, I, I knew, I knew younger. I was just trying to figure out, I was trying to find a name. What, what am I going to do? Am I going to DJ? Am I going to do radio? Am I going to create, am I going to learn how to produce? Right. And so that took me a bit of time, but I was just always infatuated with, uh, playlisting and curation, you know, downloading music on the line wires on my PC and just curating CDs from my, I, I found a love I got excited when I would make CDs for my friends, you know, back in 2004, 2003. And, and that feeling of when I would see them like, yo, what's that track number seven? What, what is that? Or like, bro, the whole CD is fire. Like, that shit made me happy. And I just followed that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't want to produce. I wanted to put playlists together back then. And I, and I was always at the, at the kickbacks and, and high school functions. I was always the one plugging in my CD <laughs> and always playing the tunes, you know, and yeah. pulling out my binders, CDs, and, and you know, we're going, we're going back in time, you know, some of the youngins don't know nothing about that, but, you know, uh, that was that was when I realized I enjoyed putting people on. I didn't want to produce. I just knew I tried producing and it just, I don't know, I just didn't move me the same. That's when I realized, and then you put a mic in front of me, and I was, I've was i always been pretty good at public speaking, um, you know what I mean, just naturally since since high school, but I was class president, so that taught me the confidence that I needed my senior year, and so having to speak at the my high school, at my high school graduation at the commencement kind of got me, like, out of my comfort zone, right, and so that was a moment where I'm like, yo, just put a mic in front of me, I can move people, you know what I mean, and through music, and my voice went hand in hand, and, and I never looked back. So, last thing I'll say is you'll just know. You know when it feels right. Only you know. Um, but I think people have to just make the time to keep searching for that and stop. You got to be fearless. Can't let family, especially, get in the way of your vision. If you let family or friends or significant other, you let other people around you and their insecurities get in the way of your vision what you already know how's someone going to tell you what you already know once you know that it's all yours but if you let them steer you the other direction you may end up working at something that you're not happy with for the rest of your life so don't don't let someone else's um insecurities or uncertainty um let you become them straight up yeah wow that's beautiful um what I kind of heard just from what you were saying was you were just kind of listening to what felt good. Um, and that guided you towards more, not only your, your purpose, but it aligns your passions with your purpose because you just enjoyed, you know, being in high school, making CDs, curating them that expanded into the parties that expanded into being class president that expanded to K beach, uh, you know, Cal state long beach, starting the radio show which i heard recently episode one of selection yes sir i mean i've heard it before but i heard it again again it's it a little different after after yeah just in doing research for this conversation you've always had it man you had 
you had the the smooth voice, which we need to get into. I need some advice on that. <laughs> but um, but now nah, you really have had that same energy that you had at show one. I heard at show 600, and I think that's a beautiful thing. The other thing that I think, like I observed just from what you were saying, and I think something that connects with me as well is, I feel like I've always known my purpose because I've just listened to it, and I think, it, for me, it, it's it's about building bridges. I've just realized the medium with with which I can do that, and I think maybe that's something that takes a little bit of time is testing what medium feels like right to you. For you, music was, you know, always at the core, but it wasn't producing. That that medium didn't align with you, curating aligned with you, the radio show aligned with you, and so I think that's a really interesting uh, just note to take from from your story. Yeah, you're right. Even that, because a lot of people ask me like, why don't you produce? I mean, knowing me when I go all hands in, I probably if I would have started years ago, I probably could have been a really great producer right now. Um, but then selection would have suffered because how can I? I don't really know any successful producers that are like top level uh, executives simultaneously it's either one or the other or you have to you have to uh, bring in the right staff to like lead we can, it's like as a producer as an artist how do you how do you balance being the greatest for yourself and then put other people on I'm not saying it hasn't been done but it's very difficult that's why most people most labels that are ran by artists don't really last. Or even if they're the face of it, but or those artists are still the, the biggest in the label. No one ever surpasses them. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if someone's better than you or like they have potential to be better? Are you gonna allow them to be better? Are you gonna let you put your ego down? I haven't really seen it. It's always the the biggest artist, but no one's ever bigger than them. If you've ever really noticed, you like, I don't gotta say names or labels, it's cool. I get it. But so for me, I wanted to like allow, uh, like there's people who've been doing this their whole life and let me let them be great at what they do. Like, I'm not here trying to compete with the greats. Let me do what I do, which is putting people on. Let me do what I'm great at. Another godsend gift of mine is recognizing people's greatness before they do, not just in music, but in life. I see potential in everybody and I, yo, you're really good at this. You should do this. You know, giving them that confidence, that reassurance. And so, um, I find just loving that. It feels good to like see someone glow up and see someone go from year one to year five and see where they're at and be like, yo, I'm not saying I'm responsible for that, but like I remember when when you were like self-doubting and now look at you, you know what I mean? Like that's fire to see the growth. So That's amazing. I, I love I love that element more yeah. than trying to make it about me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um I could speak from experience on that because I feel like we met, when we met, I was in college working at Brooklyn Circus. Shout out to Gabe and Brooklyn Circus, Ouija. But I remember you showing so much love to this, like, I don't know, 19 or 20-year-old kid with a vision, unsure of where it was going to go. And I just remember you were, you were one of the first people really in the industry doing things, making waves that just, like, supported us. And I thought that just meant so much. And so um, I appreciate that just from a personal level. But um, but also I think it's to your point that's your superpower as well. You see, you keep an eye on everything. You know what I mean. You keep the you keep the engine running and you keep um, helping others realize their potential as well. Whether yeah. you're hands on with it or kind of 
you know, no, I'm just passing by. We just have one conversation. That that that's been happening a lot. You know, I, I come, I meet so many people um, week to week. You know, especially when I'm touring and I'm on the road or traveling, and like I forgot about that until you. I'm like, oh, I do remember that. And for me, I'm just grateful that I'm so consistent at being solid because even when I don't remember, like when people recite their stories and when we first met. Um, it's always reassuring for me to be like, damn, I've been solid since day one. Like, I've always, I've never had no ego. I've always treated everyone with respect, whether I know you or not, whether I know what you do. It's not about what you can do for me. I just treat everyone like a human. You know what I mean? I'm a human. Like, some people, like, kind of separate that with me sometimes, especially now. And I just have to remind them, like, bro, I, I know whatever it is that you, that you envision or whatever my reputation is to you. But, like, at the end of the day, I am just a normal person that's just very passionate about what he does. And, like, we don't, I'm not a here and you're here. We're here. And I'm having a real life conversation. And so to know that even it could be one, one exchange or one thought that is, that is spoken about and that can impact somebody. And then here we go years later and people remember that. So, last thing I want is to be like, yo, Joe's, he's, he's like great at or whatever, but like, he's, have you met him? Like, you know, when they say, like, don't meet your heroes and shit like that. I never want to be that ever. So I th- I want people to feel the opposite, like genuinely, like, man, such a real like I already saw this. I already like looked at him as this, but he's even a better he's even better in person than I thought. Like he's way chiller and just so much more humble and down to earth. And that's something I really strive, you know, after every single show that I do, I always stay after. I don't do meet and greets or packages like that. I just stay after and take photos with people and have conversations for as long as, until the security kicks us out. And that's important for me to like tap in with the people, you know what I mean? And I've always done that because it's important. So I just want people to like always remember those things, you know what I mean? Like what's what's your legacy like outside of your, your talents, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Let's run it back, man. I want to talk a little bit about your early days, as comfortable as you're talking, as you as you are about talking about them. Um, what's your what's your Marvel superhero origin story of Joe K? How would you kind of like synthesize your your childhood? Any important moments, life moments that shaped you? Um, I'm sure there are a ton, but but you know, kind of what are some of those biggest lessons you learned? I know you mentioned your pops already. Um, but if there's anything that you want to go into there or even just elsewhere. So like, a, what's a moment that in my younger days that, or an era that essentially made me or, or, or more of. Yeah. I think what, when you think about your, your childhood and your upbringing, um, what are some of those moments that shaped you? Man, there was a lot, a lot, you know? Being the only child, coming from a split family early on, um, watching a lot of things through family members on both sides, learning from them on how to be and how not to be, um, observing, being a great observer, um, being uh, being like uh, caught in a lot of, I've always been in the middle of people. So a lot of the times, you know, us adults, especially when you have kids and you don't work out with your significant other, and your partner, you become a co-parent. A lot of the times, the issues of, that arise are very personal and selfish between both parents. And so we're the ones that suffer, the kids. The kids are the ones that got to suffer. They got to hear it. 
They got to be caught in the middle of the crossfire. They got to be on eggshells with both sides. Oh, are you favoring one parent or the other? It's a very difficult position to be in. And so I found myself in those positions a lot. And um, it's not fun. And it uh, can really, like, put a dent mentally on people. But, like, going through some of those things, like, really impacted me. But I'm just grateful that I was able to see and be a part of those very personal and and situations that can be detrimental to a child's mind and I was able to overcome that um being questioned or being challenged being um doubted by your own family that's powerful and it's so common more than we know you know what I mean like I said family significant others friends and being able to you know almost like real life self meditation and ignoring ignoring all of them and still gunning for what you want to do powerful those were those were moments that made me and I don't want to make it just seem like it was just negative 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 there was a lot of other beautiful powerful moments you know um just again me being embraced and the things that I put my mind to early on and just me being loved by my family is really what got me here you know what I mean but it's hard to say anything in particular, but I, in terms of moments or highlights or, you know, I've, I've spoken about this before, but for those who are new, like my family friend and like godfather type figure, um, you know, we call him Nerve, Nerve One, um, that's his artist name, him taking me to Power 106, you know, um, back in the in the 90s, late 90s when I was somewhere between the ages of nine and 12 years old me being in the studio at that age not even realizing how deep my love for music was at the time is what triggered and enlightened my mind i think being around you know other radio people and people in that field you know shout out j-rock and uh mr chalk the b junkies and them being around them that early and big boy you know from power 106 I think is what inspired it. So I'll never forget those moments because that's essentially probably and most likely what turned on the switch. It was like, I had it in me, but it just got activated. And those are the moments that I, you know, I'll never forget that. That's what, like what made me essentially. Yeah. I love that. Um, thank you for sharing that. I wanted to get your thoughts on this idea of releasing work to your highest uh, standard, but also still being efficient? Like, where do you kind of draw that line in terms of trusting your gut on when something's ready to be put out? You've obviously gotten the repetition through the radio show. Like, you set a deadline that you can't you can't skip. And once a week, that's a great practice to have. So, yeah, just maybe how that kind of has, has um, shifted the way that you go about releasing work and and even this idea of self-doubt self doubt that you touched on how do you kind of deal with it yeah I think sometimes there has to be a moment where you can keep working and perfecting and fine-tuning things where you fine-tune things so much and you miss the alignment or the opportunity or the certain window sometimes you just have to let it fly like if you don't try how will you ever know right if not now then when so it's finding finding the balance of timing but also knowing like you got to let go of certain things and just let 
not over try not to overthink it and just let the people embrace it let the people kind of catch a gauge give you the gauge or your friends or like echo things off people you trust um and just take that that you like i said you got to be fearless when i when i do things even with my dj sets and the music that i play now it's very fearless it's very scary sometimes playing some of that music to thousands of people and not knowing if it's going to work and thinking like damn why did i play that right and a lot of it requires me to be fearless a lot of this requires me to um listen to myself and being like nah like i believe in this i'm gonna do it um not being an over perfectionist in a sense of where like this the project or the idea never comes out and just letting things fly because it could change your life you know if you just if you let other people become a part of the process or become a part of it so um yeah and lastly having the right people who share like-minded ideas or that aren't projecting or insecure or aren't hating um having the right people that can enable you to like push you to put it out or even if it's not up to par finding ways to enhance you to like go back and work on it to get it to final position to put it out so important to have those couple things around you we'll be surprised how much that impacts you on not putting out a project or a body of work or idea that you believe in because but never comes out due to others and so that's really like yeah i love that and it sounds like part of it is goes back to you doing it for yourself versus for others from from the beginning you know what i mean like having important people like that you trust their taste their their ear their eye whatever the case may be is important um but also still feeling that sense of fearlessness to say this is what I like. This is what, and you know, understanding, realizing that's why you did it from the beginning, you know? So I think that's dope. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. I want to uh, transition a little bit. I actually asked, um, shout out to Dom. I asked him uh, if he had any questions for you. And uh, he came up with, with some, he was really, really thoughtful with his question. For, for those who don't know, Dom is uh, one of Joe's very good friends and also manager. Um, who I've come to know. Go. Yeah, he really is, man. I've he's one of those people that I feel like it's just work ethic is incredible. When I when I was talking about those people in the work ethic, he's probably one of the first people that come to mind. Yeah. He's literally that guy. Yeah, I him and I are up at the same time in the middle of the night sending emails or screenshotting invoices or something that needs to get done. Yeah. He's one of those guys. And he still shows up, man. Shows up. He shows up. It's, I don't it's, even know how he does it. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's inspiring. Uh, his question was, you've been on this journey for a long time and from the outside looking in, your brand and the selection ecosystem universe is ever evolving. Beyond the success in all of its forms, what's driving you today? Like, what's still driving you to push the vision? Curiosity. Um, It's me being intrigued by things that I've never done before. Or, again, we get categorized as, like, okay, you... I mean, we do live in a world now where it's more... Everybody's more um, multi. Um, Everyone has a diversification of 
assets and gifts and you know not everyone you know you have everyone you have people doing different things nowadays and showcasing that right like um but i thought it was just nice to pivot a little bit from just okay you can be in music and you can be a dj producer put on your label hat and do all these things but let me while everyone's over here let me go left and let me while everyone's focused on on the world being opened back up and just touring and shows and throwing parties like let me do something very intentional and um starting this you know what i mean this is what like i said this is ultimately what drives me now and there's there's always new things i mean who knows and two to three years it can be something else but they always they always correlate to what i do because when i'm inspired in one medium no matter if it has nothing to do with the other it motivates me to keep going into the other things and i always find ways to connect them all so it's just being intrigued the curiosity always willing to learn i'm such a good student you know i'm always i don't know everything i don't know anything actually so I'm always willing to listen, ask questions. When I'm out here in Joshua Tree, I'm at the local boutiques and cafes and dive bars, and I'm asking people like that are from here or that live here and that have been here for some time, what are your favorite places to eat? Where are your favorite? Like, where do you go? What's the best hikes? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm asking people the real questions, and like, I'm a student, you know what yeah. I mean? And so you have to tap in. So that and just being fear like not being scared to ask questions or not being scared to put out something that you've never done before it's a scary place but when you're confident about everything you do like i yeah. know this place is the, the moment we post the link to this home for people to, to like book it's out of here it's telling <laughs> all my people book your sp state come through soon before we go live because good luck yeah i can hold dates of course but like I'm so confident. I've never, we've never done this before, but like, I'm so confident. This shit might actually go crazier than selection. Like th yeah. this, I may never have to DJ again if I don't want to. Like I may just, <laughs> I can go full time. We don't, we don't want you to know. I know, DJ but again. you know what I mean. But you get what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, this <laughs> yeah. may be something that is just changes my life to another level that I don't even know, and that um, it may get me into rooms that I never imagined even beyond what music has done for me that I'm really excited about. When you're yeah. talking about real estate, you're talking about money, like, you know, investing like this, like you're now talking to different levels of people. You know what I mean? Cause you have real estate, you have property, land, and then you also do things tastefully and you're in the in interior design bag. All those things get you in the room with people on a whole other side you know what i mean and so that's what i'm looking forward to is like tapping into a whole new community and attracting people I, I want people to see this home or to be like i have no idea who joe k is i have no idea what the hell selection is yeah. but i need to stay in that home or i need to know who did that like that's fire that's what i love like you don't have to know anything about me it's not about me or it's about or timeless living it's really just doing things so damn good that like it attracts everybody of all walks of life yeah you know and i think that's what drives me back to back to what you said as well this idea of being a student and being open like letting go of any sense of ego and just being open to learning 
it only informs the work that you're doing, right? So like when the more knowledge you have, the more you're able to make the best decision that makes sense for you. You know, you can take what's useful and let go of the rest, as they say. So I think that's a really, that mindset is also probably what leads to a lot of the success of your brand and your evolution. So props to you for that. Thank you, brother. Um, I want to pivot a little bit talk about and 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 just talk a little bit about just some of these reflections that i've kind of noted for you how do you find joy these days i find joy through me being at home and just sitting in silence sometimes me being home and just in a routine like i i'll do anything to just be home you know what i mean like at my place it's just me it's just I'm always being demanded by people for something or people need me or want my attention or I don't know. It's just it's overwhelming. So me just being home in a way, that's that's my peace. And 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 right now this. I mean it's been stressful. Don't don't get it wrong, like getting this to the finish line. But like now that it's becoming a real thing, it's like all those things go out the window and um Right now we're in the fun part, you know, put making this like a real concept, you know, sitting on a piece of furniture scene. Uh, Zabel had told me something the other day. She's like, man, it's so crazy. Like we went from watching you like with timeless classics and posting like other homes or like, you know, posting a mood board online to now creating uh, your own real life mood board through your home. Like that's powerful. And they kind of really set in on me that right then and there, like, whoa, that's very true. Like, that's to take something from here and to turn it into a real concept that not just you, but others can experience, extremely powerful. You know what I mean? So yeah. when she said that, I was like, whoa, it did go from the digital world to real life and went from here to real life. And so I find joy in that, you know what I mean? Um, it's kind of your offering to the world. Yeah. And then just being, just being the last thing I'll say has nothing to do with work or anything. It's being um, in good standing with my loved ones, my my family, my parents, my daughter, you know, my exes, everybody, man. Like I don't, I don't want any. Like this life is short, man. I've lost, I've lost some really important people in my life, and a couple of them, whether it was on them or it wasn't on them, whatever it was. Um, losing them and not having that final word or not just being in like the best of understanding with one another that doesn't sit right with me like when it's all said and done nine out of ten times i mean there's levels to it if someone like does something to like really 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 disrespect you or put you in harm's way or people around you that's different but if it's just like a confrontation or clash misunderstanding all that shit never matters when it's all said and done None of it matters. I don't care what. It's really not that deep. At the, when our time is up, whenever that time is, it's never that deep. So I try to just be kosher and just be like, we don't. It, it'll never most likely be what it once was. We'll never be talking or in the great standing that was at our peak of a relationship. But at least we're cool. And that's all that matters to me. So I just, that's what keeps me happy right now is like just being, there's a couple of people that, you know, I haven't spoken to and, you know, I, I, I hope at some point that can change or 
one of us don't leave before we have that that final word but you know for the most part i'm like cool with everybody and i couldn't be more happy about that the people that matter most to me i'm, I'm coolest with yeah. so that's what gives me joy yeah that's powerful um having a good relationship with your with your loved ones is is so important so thank you for the reminder um i know you don't talk a lot about malia your daughter um strategically like on purpose yeah and um shout out also i know you mentioned this too on um creative ambiance on levi's podcast you haven't heard that one with with joe it's it's a really really good conversation shout out levi man shout out levi um but tell me a little bit about your relationship with malia and um maybe just something that fatherhood has taught you yeah man shout out malia she's 10 about to be 11 and you know, um, there's people who have just discovered who I am that didn't even know I have a kid because, you know, for those who may be new here, um, I, well, I've only spoken about it once and it was on Levi's podcast and that was a very pivotal time in my life and that was the top of the year. But, um, yeah, no, she had just uh, a couple of years, like three years ago, I just mentioned that she would like, especially because she knows who I am and what I do, she would just like for her mother and I to keep her off socials and if we do post her once in a while it's we have to get her approval but she just really wants to be known for her art and that's just so powerful to give that your child an option to be on your social media to be on the digital world like you know and I think more more parents should really lean into that a little bit more we're so, I mean we're so excited to show our creation and show our we're so proud of our children or you just want to always showcase them but you know that's fine but once they hit a certain age it's like and they're aware it's super important to like give them that choice i get it some people are like on some brand partnership stuff for their kids or the kids are models and it's tough if you're bringing it i mean it's tough if you're bringing in money <laughs> for the for the family and stuff i mean i get it you know what i mean everybody's different yeah. um but uh for for malia i don't force her to do anything that i like I want her to be her own person. She is her own person. She's not me. And I've accepted that. I don't, I would love for her to be in music or do things that are in my trail, but I honestly did nothing that my parents did. So why, who am I <laughs> yeah. to expect her to do what I did and look where I'm at? So she's an artist, you know, she likes painting and being on Procreate and on the iPad designing animations and artwork and anime characters and she's really 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 good and i don't say that because she's my daughter she's fire and i've been trying to give her the keys and plugs to so many things i I don't think she even realizes how much i can really do for her like man once she realizes and she like matures a little bit more it's a wrap because i am the marketing machine and i i have all the tools and people to plug her in and she's also a child and she's a girl like and she's really talented. She's she'll make it so easy to like market her. Yeah. But I'm not forcing her, you know what I mean? So just allowing her to find her zone. Uh she's very like to herself. She's like a preteen right now, so it's also interesting watching her develop and be have her own thoughts and perceptions and um what fatherhood has taught me is to be patient and to grow daily. Really really, you know, like that's shout out to Sango, but like that motto with her and she's a girl you know and you have to be a lot more delicate with girls you know they're just a different just, they're just different 
in a good way, but it requires a lot of patience, especially for someone like me that was impulsive. So she's taught me so much patience and delicacy. And she's taught me that I can't expect myself and her or others, even though she is me and there are things about me that are in her, you know, just through her seeing me and growing up around me, I have to respect her like she is really her own person, you know? So it's just really allowing her to find that, that and just guiding her, you know? Guiding her, you know, working with her mom and, you know, just trying to make the best decisions for her on behalf of her and like for her best of interest, you know? Yeah. We're a team, we're not together anymore, but we gotta approach this like we're a team. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's still my family. If the mother of my child, no matter who she's with or who she's dating or whatever, starts procreates and starts a new family, that's her choice. And I have to separate that from my daughter. And I have to allow, like, at the end of the day, I still got to make sure they're good. I got to make sure, like, yo, you, y'all financially, you know, y'all in a good place. Are y'all happy? Like, are airing your tires, like... You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. driving my daughter around, like you know the kid, the fridge full. Like this is all impacting my child, so I got to make sure they're both good because it's how my child is growing up. So you have to really foresee it like that, not like this is me versus you. You know what I mean? Like that's on you. There's levels to it, and there's certain things that are responsible for the other parent to handle. But you really got to approach it like it's still a tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so once you've mature and realize that it took me some time um everybody eats you know everyone's in a, in a better place the child is in a better place important for the child to see two parents that may not have seen eye to eye before see that they can align and grow and talk on the phone and laugh and smile and they're doing it for the best of interest of the child you know what i mean it's important yeah. for a child to see to see that so yeah that's what that's where we're at right now i love that Thank you for sharing that, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of of Malia, it just made me think about just this idea of legacy in general. Um, and I'm curious about how you feel and if you've put any thought into your legacy and um, ultimately, I guess, how you how you want to be remembered. Yeah, um, it's a great question. In terms of legacy, uh, just really want to be remembered here for someone that always stood true to what they loved and believed in no matter what uh i always want to be remembered for being a giver because i am i i give more than i receive and um you know like my dad taught me you know uh, a provider and contributor never asks if you if you need something he just does it yeah, of course I'll ask, like, do you need something? But just in general, like, if you, there's certain things that are just, you just know, you just do it. You know what I mean? And so that's something I learned from my dad. Um, and so I've always been in a position where I've been a bit more blessed with uh, tools or, or finances than most people around me. And, you know, I'm always the first one to pay for the check. I don't even hesitate. I'm always the first one to give my nice things to people. If I see someone needs something, I just give it to them. Like, just take that. You, you need it more than me. You know what I mean? That ain't a flex. Just like if I see, like if I have it, and I know that it's like something I can replace or whatever, take it. Um, so I've always just really been that type of person. 
So I've always just want to be remembered for someone that's staying true and being a great father, even if I'm on the road and I can't be present for every moment. If I don't see my daughter all the time or there's distance between us, like I still try to be present in all ways that I can. So, yeah, and just want to be remembered too, even like as a great friend, you know, if if you share something with me, that stays between us. I'm not here to put out your information and talk shit about you, you know what I mean? It's like, you came to me with this information, it stays here, you know what I mean? And respecting someone's word, you know what I mean? And not not putting their, their private information out to people or others that like, end up putting them in a bad position. So just being a man of my word, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's so interesting about this response that you just gave is that none of it is related to accolades. And I really appreciate that. I think that's such a... For someone who's achieved so much and is continuing to do so and will continue to do so, I love that you're so grounded in that's crazy. who you are as a that. person. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the accolades will come based off that that foundation. You know what I mean? But that's a given. Like you put in the work and you put in the true character um time into development, that's that'll come because that's what I do anyway. Like it is like clockwork. Music, radio show, I'm gonna do what I do because that's what I what I've been doing. So that'll come based off the things I laid down. But be, like that shit's cool and like that's what the world knows me for or whatever but I don't know I'm just so much more deeper than that and that's why I'm gonna bring her up again Zabao was the first one recently we were in Mexico City and we're having a conversation at lunch with a group of people and they're going around like oh so what do you do right and and I don't, I don't never know how to answer that question Cause the guy just genuinely didn't know who I was, but I just like, yeah, I was just trying to downplay it. Cause I, I also don't like getting, oh, cause like once I tell them what I do, then they have asked me 21 questions. So I was just trying to downplay it, but he's like, oh, okay, so you're a DJ, right? And it kind of was like ready to move on. And she corrected him and she's like, he's actually an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like he's not just a DJ. Like he actually runs like seven entities and like X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, like that was that was like a nice reality check even for me because I was like, damn, I am more than just a fucking DJ and a radio host. Like I actually am like someone that's running an empire and somebody that's like been doing this for a long time. And I need to embrace that more. I'm I'm more than music, and that's why we're here with timeless living. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean. I am more than just Joe. The radio host and selection. This is something like you can do it too, pretty much. And so those are things that really stem from all that and made me come to this like realization point. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um I wanna know your in closing out, I just, I wanna know your favorite piece of advice that you've received or something. Maybe it's a mantra that you live by that um, has continued to lead you to, like, alignment, I guess. There's so many. Um, you can really go any direction, really. What comes to mind? You could have multiple. It doesn't have to be one. If I had to choose something, I mean, it's really, it's it's what I mentioned earlier, and it's what I 
themed of my recent uh, tour, right? Not just saying, oh, here's the summer 2023 tour. It was like, if not now, then when, right? And that's something that I came up with because it's true. If not now, then when? Yeah, okay, cool. Certain things have their alignment. Clearly, this new venture didn't have its timing then. So when? But right now, in general, I feel like it's an extremely intentional era and time for a lot of people in finding their identity, right? And if you're leaning into something that you're passionate about, even if you don't have the answer to how, where it's going to go, if not now, then when are you going to do it? Like, straight up. Yeah. When are you actually just going to gun for it and stop waiting and stop hoping? Hoping doesn't get you anywhere. Hope is just hope, just like potential. You keep hoping, that's not going to get you from A to Z. Can't hope. You have to put in the work. You have to just do it. Like, stop saying you're going to do it. Get outside or get to it. Put, you know, hours, minutes, whatever, into conceptualizing it and following through. But yeah, you have to, you have to start, you know, and I, and I know it just sounds so like, basic but it's so true you know and i think that's the biggest uh psychological issue going on with everybody in the world even if you are confident is the self-doubt and the questioning of or the excuses how can we be more solution-based and not excuses-based right keep making excuses for why Versus just owning up to it and saying, you know what? Like, I just haven't done it because I just haven't done it. I haven't made this a priority. Or instead of me complaining to everybody or complaining to my friends or this person about what they didn't do or why I haven't done it, transfer that energy into just doing it. Even if you've spent five minutes complaining, why don't you spend five minutes just doing it? You look where you would be right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Venting, let it out. And move on and so just do it just start if not now then when that's really that's the, where i'm at that makes me think about this um this quote i've i've heard uh, over the years and it's this idea about st- the concept of stress like the actual physical act of stressing itself it takes more energy than actually solving the problem or working towards a problem and when you actually take the action and you pivot from stressing to working towards a problem, you resolve the stress itself because you know you're making progress. So I feel like there's this kind of this endless cycle that we get into of whether it's a creative project or work or whatever it is that we're, we're, we're doing of stressing and, and then it just causes this anxiety and then it just builds up into this big, you know, like bowling ball of stress um, when in reality it's almost easier to tackle it as soon as it comes because then you're actually working towards a problem you resolve the stress, you, you move in the right direction, it just energy starts to flow. So I feel like um, if not now, then when kind of just made me think of that concept as well. Yes, sir. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Like, how are you feeling? I feel great. Yeah? I feel good. I know, you, I know you talk a lot about, or you, you know, a lot of your perspective that you share is around um, balance, I think you do 
a really good job of at least on this side it looks like you do a really good job of trying to balance like your your intake of distractions of social media um health and wellness like centering yourself um are there any of those things that come to mind or uh that you want to discuss or just in terms of your perspective and where you're at if we've for the most part covered a lot of it um i actually need to get better at that balance myself you know because i'm such a i wait as soon as i open my eyes it's just like emails and text messages from you know from my folks overseas and um things that i have that are demanding my time and i just want to finish them and sometimes i don't make enough time for me which is why i tweet or post things that constantly are talking about make some time for yourself because a lot of the times i'm on the internet talking to myself not here trying to be this person of like telling other people what to do sometimes yeah i'm like talking to people like trying to you know inspire because it's something that i got that i want to share but a lot of the times my thoughts are me posting publicly to myself and by me posting it publicly it's like me holding myself accountable a lot of people don't realize that um i know i'm not the only one but no, that's that's a dope way to yeah approach it yeah like i mean put this out there because i'm like this is and then it just happens to resonate with other people that are feeling the same way or they needed to see it but that's me saying like i need i i need to find through all the madness that i go through i mean man right now i wish i can go off the grid with no social medias nothing for like at least six months i wish i could if I could right now, I would do it starting immediately. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of everything I do requires, you know, social awareness. You have to go on socials and market yourself, and it's exhausting. I don't even know how to do it sometimes, and it's just, it's very taxing. But obviously the benefit is that I sell out shows, and people will be coming to my space and yeah. support us and support me, and it has to do with promoting yourself but i really wish i can go off the grid i'm a i'm a social introvert you know what i mean and i'm expected and demanded and so many people demand my time in fact that's where i would end it at is um yeah to all my friends acquaintances business partners family i haven't always been that responsive this year to a lot of people and some people have taken it personal um friends acquaintances women <laughs> and it's just kind of like they say they understand me but i don't think they really do like i don't think they really understand how hard i'm really working like i think people see it they see the results but they're not in the gym they're not in there going through all the trials and tribulations so it's easy for someone and i don't mean this in a flex that's not as busy to, to not feel some type of way or like, oh, well, I texted you or, I, you know, whatever. Like, yo, sometimes I'm just genuinely like busy and I just forget or I don't have the mental or social battery. I don't have time to be texting all day. I don't have time to be sending voice notes all day. I don't have time to meet up. I barely have time for myself. Yeah. So with that said, is I think with what I'm about to do, I think it'll all make sense for people. So just trust me. Like, and if it's personal, I'm at a point in my life, I'll let you know if it's personal. 
It really is. Most of the time, it's not personal. Nine out of ten times, it's never personal with these people. Yeah. But they always try to make it about them. You know what I mean? They show their true colors and start feeling personal. So, like, and I know I'm not the only one going through this. Like, people feel so entitled to people's time. Like, oh, I texted him. Well, I ain't going to hit him up. I ain't going to hit her up. I already texted her. You know what I mean? Oh, I double texted her. Now I'm definitely not on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, social media. Oh, but he's posting. I just post him on his. I saw him post on his story. Like, that's my time. Like, I gotta post something. That's just. That's so. So what? Yeah. It's like a text is like someone knocking on the door, like an email. You don't have to answer it. And I think we're in a generation where everyone is entitled to your time. And they feel like you have to. You feel weight on you when you have when you have X amount of text messages or missed phone calls. That's where I'm at. Like, call me. Yeah. If I don't answer the phone, I will call you back when I can. And if I don't, just trust me. It's not personal. And if it was, I would have let you know by now, right? So I think with Timeless Living rolling out and when people see the amount of detail that I've poured into this and means about put out through this, you know, I think that people will be like, damn, okay, I get it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and even then, you can't expect that. Can't right? expect that. Like, you can't even expect that. You're right. It's just right. the way it is. But hey, if if that's how people want to be, then <laughs> those are the kind of people I don't really want in my life. Yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, I would put it this way: from from just hearing you talk, you you mentioned it earlier that you're a giver. I feel like I can resonate with that from my own life, my own experiences. Um, and I think what I've learned and what I am learning, and it sounds like you're in the same process and the same journey. Is learning how to fill our own cups, because for my whole life I don't think I've done that well, and I will say the more that I've done that the past year or two, the more fulfilled I felt, and the more I'm able to fill other cups as well. So, I think keep doing what's working for you, and um, give what you can and when you can, and just make sure you're giving to yourself as well. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. I definitely will. You know what I mean. I'm in in the space right now where. Um, I'm just pouring everything back into myself and and uh, the people that really matter the most around me, and just betting on that versus trying to, you know, do too much or fulfill everybody. You know what I mean? I think with yeah. that said, I'm in a better headspace now. You know what I mean? I'm just way more tapped in. You know, not trying to be a people pleaser, creating boundaries, and being very very firm about my boundaries making people respect that and just remembering that at the end of the day like even all this stuff we can't take it with us you know what i mean it's to leave behind all this physical things these things are nice but it's really just more about the impact that we're having on, on people you know what i mean so um yeah that is all i love it i got one last question the fun one hopefully um my podcast voice, man. With spend ninety, <laughs> you spend ninety minutes with me. Um, I'm I'm with the go. I'm with the the DJ Smooth Joe. <laughs> Hear your voice every week, ingrained in people's heads. Every single person knows Joe K's voice on Apple Music, on just like every station you could think of. They've heard you. Mm-hmm. The live experiences. What's the uh, What's the keys to um, a great radio show voice? <laughs> Give me some pointers. Man. I mean, like I said. Stop. Dude. Why are you doing that? Why are you talking? Like- 
Man, like I said, you either have it or you don't. There's some people with some really great voices out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think uh, tonality, confidence, just having yeah, that confidence and knowing what you're talking about. Writing down your thoughts a lot helps me a lot. Having clarity it enables me to deliver my messages so much more clear. And um, just flowing, man. Just finding pockets to just speak being calm being patient even with you today like not um i've become such a better listener before i used to be so excited and like i didn't mean to but i would just be interrupting people all the time they're like mid-sentence and i'm just like oh yeah i know what you mean like or just always saying something like bro just shut up let, let them talk you know what i mean and it took yeah. me some years to figure that out um, but again, like in terms of the vocal side, what's you know what's crazy? The last thing I'll say about this is that I actually got surgery. I had a vocal nodule um, last year. I had it for about two or three years since COVID. I blew out. I, I had like a, a knot in my vocal cord. I think from like tour. It could have been from like just yelling on the mic, like going crazy. I mean, this is my smooth voice, but when people see me live, I'm like. And then if you're drinking, you're fatigued. I think I blew out my cord, like no different from like a, a vocalist or a teacher, like someone that overuses their voice and I just blew out and I didn't get, get it fixed. I didn't know, but my voice was cutting out every other word and it was the most annoying thing. That's why, that's why I stopped doing interviews because I couldn't do a proper interview without my voice and it sounded like, it sounded terrible. Well, and um, I finally got my voice fixed, you know, and... um. Yeah, so now I'm trying to take care of my voice. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's working. Yes, sir. Did you always um, like your voice? Or was there... I didn't even know I had a radio voice until I got a mic. And it spoke. And then as I've gotten older, I think my voice has kind of changed and developed a little bit. Um, But... It's not a... I'm going to interrupt. I'm not going to interrupt. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) No, no. I was going to just say that I think... uh, it's one of those things where I knew not not everyone people want to DJ, but not everyone wants to do radio. I always knew like broadcasting was like a, a lane for me, so I just leaned into it. You know? yeah. And and I when I listen to I can't really listen to audiobooks anymore because most of the voices suck <laughs> and they just sound like dry. Like they need some seasoning or something. Yeah. And I if we ever write a book, I may have to narrate. I might have to do the audio book myself because. It just hits better. Yeah. I don't want some random. We gotta have a good voice, but if not, I don't want just. You know, I'm not gonna say anything. I just don't want some <laughs> random like. It, it ruins the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So your vocal tone is everything. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the advice. Um, nah, it's iconic, man. I think uh, your your voice has traveled and and hit millions and millions and millions That's of crazy. people. It's crazy. So whether you like it or not, the work is is spreading. The mission is spreading. Um, and I think you learn to love those things anyways as you just get consistent with it. So, 100%. Um, Joe, I appreciate you, man. Thank appreciate you so much you for too, your time. Thank, thank you, you for, for coming here, bro. Yeah, thank you for bringing me to this space and experiencing it. It's, it's really, really special. I'm excited for, for your launch, for you and Zabel, just to put this out into the world and feel like you can let or let it take a life of its own, I should say. Um, I'm excited to come back and, and stay here and experience it. Um, it's just a beautiful kind of next iteration of the selection universe and timeless living is, is special. So congratulations. Thank you, brother. Um, and more success, man. Thank you, bro.
Much love. Likewise, man, I want to keep seeing you interview all these greats and just elevated, you know, elevating conversations and um, just sharing people's stories and like inspiring others through storytelling, you know, bringing, curating the people that you have on and that you build relationships with. So that's why, you know, I don't really do these, but when we spoke, uh, you know, we just had kept seeing each other for some time and I've obviously known you for a long time, but like the timing right now felt right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, bro, let's just have a conversation. It's been long overdue anyway. Absolutely. So this is the perfect time. Yeah, no. Love, bro. Appreciate you. Of course, bro. Um, Peace, sir. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go.